Continuing in 2 Timothy, chapter 3, beginning in verse 6. For among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses, always learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Satan is never satisfied. It is never enough just to enter the minds of the susceptible, creating obedient souls who will run contrary to the will of God. The deceiver must motivate those who love themselves and money more than God. The mission is to gain more followers for the adversary who will recruit for him. And the world is a target-rich environment. The targets have two primary identifiers. First and foremost is weakness. Here, we are not talking about humility or meekness as Jesus taught, described in Matthew 5, 3-11. Instead, the targets are those who will not or cannot follow Paul's instruction from Ephesians 6, verses 10-17. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The net of these verses amounts to one thing. Those who will not pursue the truth readily available in the Holy Bible are weak and unprotected. The second characteristic defining Satan's targets is a quite interesting one. In the obverse to the lovers of self, the pursued are the self-loathing. 
one of the most vulnerable are those who believe they have sinned too much or too badly. They believe they are lost causes to Jesus Christ. This is the liar's favorite lie. The power of Christ's resurrection extends to everyone, no matter what. Salvation is readily available to anyone willing to believe and accept the truth. Once again, the failure of the target is the embrace of the phrase, I can't, while ignoring or rejecting what is written in Luke chapter 1, verse 37. For nothing will be impossible with God. Rather than accepting this simple premise, the target seeks answers everywhere but in the Word. In fact, the level of activity exercised by the target is considerable. It brings to mind the shark bump. Those who have studied the behavior of the shark have found in their feeding habits that a shark will intentionally nudge or bump into a potential meal. If the object moves, the shark will pursue it as food. The methodology appears to work since the target tends to panic and increase its activity to escape. The effort only intensifies the shark's pursuit, leading to the target's consumption. I submit Satan and his minions are sharks. Those who are outside the protection and strength of the Lord are potential meals. Continuing with verse 8, Paul offers... Timothy, hope. Just as Jannes and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also oppose the truth. Men of depraved mind rejected in regard to the faith. But they will not make for their progress, for their folly will be obvious to all just as Janus and Jambres' folly was also. Janus and Jambres are two names found in the Bible only here. However, students of the miracles of God described in Exodus likely know these names, beginning in chapter 7. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Work a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh, and thus they did just as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. 
Then Pharaoh also called for the wise men and the sorcerers, and they also, the magicians of Egypt, did the same with their secret arts. For each one threw down his staff, and they turned into serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. This scene was repeated. As the Lord brought the plagues of blood and frogs, then came the plague of insects. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth, that it may become gnats through all the land of Egypt. They did so. And Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth. And there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats through all the land of Egypt. The magicians tried with their secret arts to bring forth gnats, but they could not. So, there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. The message from the apostle is clear. The opposition will be somewhat effective for a while, but ultimately its abilities will be exposed in the face of the power of God. Now, you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance, persecutions, and sufferings, such as happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Jesus himself prophesied the greatest hope in the face of persecution, past, present, and future. First, early in his ministry on the mount, recorded in Matthew 5, 11 and 12. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And again, not long before he paid the price for our salvation, the Lord responded to his disciples regarding the time of his return in Luke 21, verses 12 through 19. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and will persecute you, 
delivering you to the synagogues and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. It will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. So make up your minds not to prepare beforehand to defend yourselves, for I will give you utterance and wisdom, which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. But you will be betrayed, even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. Yet not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. In the face of dire predictions of persecution, one need only turn to the Savior who promised again at the end of Matthew. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Come